Hey guys, welcome back to the Your Green Podcast, a podcast where we talk all things financial fitness with Roger S. Green. And today on the show, we're talking about worst case scenarios. We're talking about what might happen. We're talking about things we don't want to talk about, things we don't want to think about. We're talking about insurance and how you can benefit from some really good insurance planning. So uh, without further ado, check it out. Hey guys, welcome back to Your Green. This is the show where we talk to Roger S. Green about all things financial fitness. We're talking about your green, your money. Today, we are talking about insurance. We're talking about what happens if you don't. I mean, that's a good leading question. What happens if you don't? Mm -hmm. Uh, We don't uh, always like to talk about the future and think that bad things are going to happen, but what happens if they do? I think it's such a um, difficult um, conversation because uh, we have to think about some things we just don't want to think about, you know? And I think that's one of the reasons why when we watch insurance commercials, they make them so funny, you know? Like, I love that mayhem guy, you know? Yeah. I love oh, that yeah. Aflac duck. I love, yeah. you know, they, they lead with it's uh, the humor of these situations. And I think that sometimes if you don't laugh about some of these things we're going to talk about today, you might find yourself in tears. Yeah. <laughs> right? Well, I almost have a better uh, thought on this yeah. is that if you can think this through once a year, once every few years, you don't have to think about it all the rest of the time. Yeah. So think about it. You may never have whatever you're insuring for. Now, remember, insurance is giving up something for sure. Mm-hmm. To maybe get something. Right. That's not a, that's and, not an easy sell. No. <laughs> right. And not only that, but you don't want most of the things. I mean, do you really want to wreck your car? Do you want your house to burn down? Mm-hmm. You know, do you want your health to decline to where you can't work? Do you want your health to decline no. so you can't take care of yourself? Absolutely not. Uh, do you want to die? No. Mm-hmm. no I mean, Who does? <laughs> yeah. no, nobody wants <laughs> any of these things. Right. Um, do you want the market to do so bad that the, the other investments you have run out of money mm. and, so that your annuity would actually pay off? in comparison to other investments. Right. No. So there's literally nothing out there that you want. Right. That you buy insurance, that you want the outcome to occur. But think of this cool aspect. Sure. If you're going to get the mites. Mm. This might happen. I mean, think about it. Mm. We're experiencing war. Mm-hmm. We're experiencing the fear of war with global yeah. nuclear power. So my goodness. Um, we have to deal with the imperfect leadership that we always have mm-hmm. I mean, until jesus comes back we're going to have imperfect leadership which is i think designed to keep us very very content in the eternity mm-hmm. with the perfect leadership that we have then because we had such imperfect leadership now we got to experience the test of that mm-hmm. so again we're going to worry about all these things we're going to worry about our body we're going to worry about our spouse not being able to work we're going to about worry about all these things but if you if you have it tended to fiscally then if it happens physically, you can deal with just that. Right. And you're going to have the mites. This might happen. This might happen. I might have this. I might have this. I can't tell you how many things I might have had right. that I thought, maybe, hey, maybe this test says, maybe you have this. Um, but fortunately, I was blessed not to have those things. But I had the insurance just in case. My, I never had to take a second of time to worry about, would my family have enough if I die? Yeah. I, wouldn't, I didn't have to take a second to worry about, would my would I have enough if I was disabled? Would I have enough if I needed to be cared for 24-7? And you know what? 
Um, you know, the Bible says one day we're going to stretch our arms out and be led where we don't want to go. Maybe that's having to be cared for. And I know none of us want that outcome, but do, does one of us want to strain the resources such that our other loved ones have to suffer for our physical malady? And right. instead of being there to help us, mm-hmm. we're draining the, the resource pond for them. So it's just about... It's about the feeling of responsibility. It's about the feeling of rising to the occasion to deal with the what might have happened and have a plan for it and have dealt with it. Yeah. And maybe you can self-insure. Great. I love that. I hope you can. And let me show you how to invest that money so we can help you to stay self-insured, have a harvesting plan, and build into it a reserve plan so that you can deal with contingencies like long-term care or uh, other kinds of contingencies. So. That's the best if you yeah. can self-insure. But even if you can self-insure, you still have to deal with the asset allocation ramifications and have an extra pool of conservative investments. Mm-hmm. So let's take, for instance, long-term care as, a, as an example. Long-term care is where you're physically unable to take care of your regular daily needs, like eating, bathing, dressing, moving from one place to another, uh, continence issues, things like that. Now, how much would you charge to take care of somebody, um, bathe them, eat, feed them? You'd charge a lot of money. I'm just well, not going to do people, it, Roger. <laughs> I mean, I, you got to pay me. <laughs> Yeah. All the money. All the money. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. So it's a lot. In, yeah. in Georgia, it's probably if you want a private room, you want to be taken care of. Um, I, I don't know if you can get one for less than $7,500 a month. Um, so it's a lot. And so yeah. you may have uh, resources, like you may have your Social Security, and you may not need a car anymore, and you may not need a house anymore if you're by yourself. Um, so there's some offsets, and maybe you do have enough to be where you want to be and be cared the way that you want to be cared for, um, but maybe you don't. And so if you need that extra amount, a little bit, there's different ways to do that. There's uh, one of my favorite ways I like right now is where you buy a life insurance plan. Uh, mm-hmm. It's a whole life plan, so the premiums don't go up. And you have a rider on it to pay out long-term care if you needed it. But if you don't use it, you can still have some money to leave to somebody. So you kind of mm-hmm. um, don't feel terrible about having spent the money on this issue. Now, I don't think you should feel terrible about it anyway. Right. Because if it's not you, it's somebody else. It's your cohort. It's yeah. somebody that doesn't have as good a health as you. I hope you never need that. Yea, by the grace of God, go I. I hope I never have cognitive decline. I hope right. I never have a physical decline to where I need to be cared for. But it's going to be somebody. There's a large contingent of people that it happens. And when it happens, it's very severe. It happens. The statistics are very misleading because if you've read about them. Um, they're, they're half of what they really are. And the right. reason why they're half of what they really are is the hospitals have had to get people out quicker and sicker um, because mm-hmm. of the, the rules um, about if you can't fix it, they need to get out. So yeah, if somebody is wild. terminal... They need to get out of the hospital because the hospital is, is, is the pit, and the pit crew only fixes, you know, changes the tires, you know, fixes the engine, and gets it back on the track. If you're not going to come back on the track, you need to go home. Yeah. Okay? So wow. that yeah. effect has caused almost half of all stays in, in nursing homes and other uh, long-term care facilities, mm-hmm. um, more than half, 51 54%, wow. depending on the year. Are less than 90 days. So mm-hmm. if you take a, a zero on your paper and you compare it to seven years, you know, the, 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 um, the, the statistics are going to be half of what they really are. So the average is even not the most severe. Average is just the average. And the averages are several years for a fella and seven years for a lady. So it can be a really long time. So when you're in a care situation for a really long time, you don't want it to run out. You want to have an unlimited amount of money that you're covered for. So an unlimited policy is really cool and one that also would maybe give back to your family if you didn't need it and didn't use it so you mm-hmm. could have a little bit of 
feeling that, hey, take good care of myself. I don't have to collect on this to have it, have it to be useful. Yeah. Then another kind of policy that you need while you're working and you still haven't earned, for most people, their unearned income, if they're under 60, is worth more than their assets, you know, more than they've accumulated in their life. And so if people, if their largest asset is their unearned income, then you need to have long-term disability insurance. It's very, very important. So we're really talking about if your health declines while you're working and you can't work, if your health declines when you're retired and you can't take care of yourself, or if your health completely declines and you die, that's the main reason for insurance. But then again, there's one more kind of insurance that I I think we'd be um, mistaken not to consider, and that is creating a hybrid in your retirement Mm -hmm. to have a guaranteed amount of income. Now, I'm not one of those people that's rah-rah about this, and I don't feel like everybody needs to do this, but I do have the life uh, insurance, and I do have the annuity, and I do have the variable life and the variable annuity, and I do have keep those licenses, and I do my continuing education. But I'm also, for most of what I do, is, is being an investment advisor and helping people as an investment advisor representative be a fiduciary on their monies and manage the money. Right. And I know that there's some things that I can't know. I don't know exactly what's going to happen in the future. I don't know how long the markets might um, go down, how, and, and, and if they go down and then they run you out of money, uh, and out of shares, 100% return in the future when it finally recovers and you have no money left, 100% return on zero shares is zero. So I believe that you might want to consider what are the offers where I could get a guaranteed lifetime income. Maybe I need a total of 5000 a month, and I've already got 3000 Maybe I just need that 2000 on bridge. And then all the other assets that I have can be growth-oriented and can be for extra wants and desires yeah. instead of my needs. Okay. So I think you really need to think about your retirement and what do I need and Am I the kind of person that is willing to pay for something for sure? Because no matter what kind of insurance it is, if it's an annuity, if it's long-term care, if it's life insurance, if it's long-term disability insurance, if it's health insurance, you're paying for something that you you don't want. And right. you, you don't want the markets to be so bad that you get paid out and and other people don't. You don't want your health to decline, whether before work or after you retire, and you don't want to die. So you're buying something, and you're paying for sure. You're paying something for sure that you maybe get, and when you get it, you really don't want it. Um, You want the money, but you don't want the incident to occur. So this makes it really problematic to get people to want to plan because they don't want to sit down and do those what-ifs. But if you do the what-if, let me give you the psychological payoff. If you do the what-if analysis and you have that peace of mind, knowing that if you get the mites, I might have this, I might have this, this might happen. What would happen if ah, I'm covered fiscally? I've got it taken care of. Now I can go back. You know what? These are things I can't control. God's in charge. Maybe yeah. it happens. Maybe it doesn't. But I'll tell you what. I prepared for it. I have a plan. And I really truly believe as a steward of what you have and as a responsible person loving other people, like insurance is for people that love other people. They want, they want to take care of other people primarily. Um, and they want to make sure they're not a burden on other people. That's um, right. And so for me, I think those are the primary things that we need to focus on. Now, there's some cool tax ways we can save money. Um, you can exchange an old life policy that just had life for a long-term care or for a life long-term care policy. You can exchange it in there and use the built up cash value to pay for it. Um, you can you can do some HSAs where you put in money tax deductibly and you can take it out tax free um, to provide for, say, for instance, you can use it to pay your Medicare expenses uh, when you're over 65. Um, and there's a one-time opportunity in the new law that allows you to take IRA money and max fund a HSA for one year with that. It's a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity. And then you can take it out for medical expenses. So there's different things we can think about it. But I really want you to confine the thinking, at least in this topic that we're talking about, to 
long-term disability at mm-hmm. work. And that's really the most likely thing to happen to you. If you said, am I going to die if I'm 35 and I'm, it's between now and 65, am I going to die? Nope. The odds on the worst thing that can happen to you. Yeah. And the most likely thing to happen to you is that you wouldn't be able to work. Right. Yeah. I think, uh, you know, where it really hits home and we start thinking about like, what, what do we do? Like when bad things happen, we are thinking about people, just like you said, uh, we're thinking about the stories, um, uh, of the people that we know in our family. I know this topic is very personal to you, yeah. and there's some personal stories uh, that you might be able to share with us sure. on on just uh, on what it's looked like for, for you and your family. Sure. Well, one thing um, from all the beginning of when I started helping people with this was uh, back in the 80s. I, I, I got my licenses to help people with this in January 1988. I'd started in the business in 87. Mm-hmm. Why did I focus on it so early? One, I didn't see a way to not have money set aside um, in the event that you had something like this happen. You had to have money, even if you're self-insured, you have to have the money in something. So think about it. If you had to put something in something secure, you don't expect to make as much money as if you had it in something that was growth potential, right? right? right. So if you had $200,000 that you set aside in case I need it for long-term care, um, you might get 4 or 5% in, in something secure, but you might be able to make an extra 4% if you put it in something that had some growth potential, right? At least that's what you would expect. That's why people take the risk to invest in something to growth to get more money, right? Well, if you could take 4% of $200,000, that's $8,000 a year, and that's even without compounding. So if you think about, you got to pay for insurance one with the other, even if you don't pay for it, mm-hmm. because you got to have a plan B money. And if you say, well, I'm just going to put 200000 aside in case I need it. Well, number one, 200000 might not be enough. It might not be unlimited. And you're giving up some return on the money because you can't know when you're going to have a health issue. And so you have to have it around all the time. And so if it's languishing around all the time, it's costing you opportunity cost. So I thought about, number one, opportunity cost very early in my career and said, what's a way we could just bypass that and invest as much as we possibly could in something that had as much potential as possible. We'll have all my insurances covered so I don't have to worry about if this, that, or the other happens. Well, I got that taken care of. I can go ahead and invest all this money that have the surplus. I can put it and I can grow it and I can get the best tax advantage I can. Is that usually a first step? Sure. You think, is that a first step that you would recommend and just thinking through that? Because I mean, that seems very... um, I mean, it it makes sense to me. Like you just make sure that you're covered... For all the things that could happen, Absolutely. and then that kind of frees you up to to do your more risky investments Absolutely. here. Even some of the more legendary uh, wirehouses have have been on record as saying the first thing you should do before you invest is make sure you've taken care of all, all insurance. of the uh, mm-hmm. things that might happen that would be severe. Mm-hmm. So insurance is all about, is it frequently happened to people and is it severe? If it's severe, you need to have a plan B. Is it asset allocation change so that you have the money in case you need it and you're going to self-insure or are you going to pass that off to an insurance company, give up some money for sure to have something in case, which is a lot more money than you could possibly have if you just set it aside yourself. So mm-hmm. that's really what insurance is about. But where it really hit home was my you know, grandmother. She had been a good investor. She mm-hmm. had invested her money. And she had... Um, you know, done very, you know, been frugal and owned her own home and didn't have any debt and had invested in stocks and and really just been did a, everything an right. amazing role model. Sounds yeah, like she you did everything adopted right. Adopted my mom and her sister. Wow. And but her her husband died and she lived thirty plus years after his death. And on top of that, 
decades uh, after wow. her, her, his death. But on top of that, she got in an accident. She went to the store and she got an accident. Um, you know, the two sides of every story, but, but our, our, our side of it, we heard that she got T-boned by a teenager and, and then she, she actually recovered from that. But in her recovery, she didn't have the money for, she didn't ha- ever have bought a long-term care policy. One of the things mm-hmm. long-term care policy does is watch out for people that are slightly impaired so they don't get seriously impaired. And so my, my gotcha. grandmother had a, a car, you know, that became a garage, the car, car park, and, but it had a big steep staircase and that's where she had her, you know, uh, mm. laundry room because they didn't have laundry rooms when she built her house. They'd put the laundry, they put the um, washer dryer out in the garage. So she was carrying her clothes, trying to do her clothes, where literally all she needed was some chore services and maybe some meal services. And But she fell and in recovering, she, she um, lost her full recovery, oh had to gosh. leave her house, had to sell her house, nearly went bankrupt, which if she'd known at the end of her life um, how bad it was, she was never able to go to church again. Most people that go into a nursing home are never visited by their family. So mm-hmm. think about somebody had done everything right, and then that happened to them, and because they had that blind spot, they had that one thing. So for me, very early wow. on, from 1980 on until today, I've in- integrated it as a part of the questions that I asked. Do you want to talk about this? This is something I'm not one of those people to make you do it. I'm proactive to investing, but reactive to your desire to plan. But right. if somebody says, I want to talk about this, let's deal with this, then what do we do about it? Well, do we want to change your asset allocation so you have the money? That's going to cost you some earning potential, or do you want to just buy it? You know, Are you healthy enough where you can just buy it? Now, there's different ways you can buy it. There's annuities that pay out multiples if you need it for long-term care. There's life insurance that has a rider on that pays out even more than it has if you need it. Um, you can use it for long-term care. So there's different ways to figure it out. Uh, but it is something that should be at least addressed. And thumbs up, thumbs down, fish or cut bait, decide what you want to do on it. Just make a decision. Right. And then stick with it. And mm-hmm. so for me, the number one thing is never build a policy that was too expensive where somebody wouldn't keep it going. So I needed to make sure it was in somebody's budget. And one of the things I did very best um, in my early years was making sure that people didn't sign up for something that they weren't willing to keep. Um, now, it hasn't always worked, but I've had a really great track record of making sure it fit into somebody's situation mm-hmm. and that they desired it and, and they weren't buying something that two or three years from now, when they forgot why, they would stop doing it. Because stopping doing something, and you paid for something, for sure, you, every year the premium's for sure, the, the claim is not. And every year... You pay for it, and then before you need it, you drop it. That's the worst. Yeah, uh, that's a, it's aunt, a lot of waste. Yeah, I had an aunt that did that with with life mm. insurance. Her her husband had a, a trouble with finances for a little while in his business, his small business, and so he didn't pay his insurance premium. And literally one day after the uh, grace period, he died. Oh my um, gosh! He, he, she, she had a beautiful. In fact, literally, if you remember the show Dallas, I didn't yeah. watch it. I was too young. But they lived right across the street from it in a beautiful spread, beautiful place, had a wonderful home. All of it was lost because he he didn't pay his premium. Mm. Um, so it's very important that you scale the amount of insurance that you, you decide to take on in an appropriate way. Same thing with annuities. You know, Maybe it's for that needed money per month, but maybe you have a million dollars and you put $200,000 towards something that gives you guaranteed income. Right. It's not an all or nothing thing. In fact, it's best used as a hybrid so that it's stronger. Think about every alloy you have, every metal you have is an alloy. Maybe it has extra tensile strength or can conduct electricity better, but almost none of them are just pure you know, iron or pure gold or pure silver. There, There's some kind of... Um, 
alloy that we mix and blend so that it can be the best in that situation. So that's what you need with insurance is really just ask yeah. yourself the questions. If something happened to me and I couldn't work, have I signed up for enough at work? You should definitely sign up for the work insurance first. How am I paying for that? If I pay for it with post-tax dollars, I get the money tax-free. Maybe I don't need to buy as much. If you company provides it and they pay for it, then it's taxable to you. So maybe you want to voluntarily pay for some, especially if you have your own business. There's ways you can do it so that you can get a deduction sometimes and not other times, but always get it tax-free in the event of a, a long-term care. Mm-hmm. Long-term care, uh, long-term disability insurance is tax-free to pay out um, if you pay with post-tax dollars and long-term care insurance is tax-free to receive and life insurance is also tax-free to receive in most cases now you can buy it inside of retirement plans you can buy it inside of trust you can do all kinds of things um, with life insurance but again you should always think about that now what's my formula with life insurance well obviously it's pretty simple it's basically you know hey if you're dead you're not going to work so anybody that's counting on your income Mm-hmm. You should have basically the same formula for retirement. You should have 20 to 25 times as much money as you need. You can subtract any assets you've already accumulated because you're self-insured to that point. You can subtract any insurance you already have, and that's the, the difference is what you need. So, you know, giving an example, let's say you made, you know, $100,000 or $50,000 a year, um, you know, then you'd need probably about a million dollars with the insurance, maybe a million too. If you already have 500000 then you need seven hundred. but you got 200000 accumulated. Now you only need $500,000 policy. So, mm-hmm. again... For most people, term insurance is the best because it's just you're renting it until you don't need it anymore. So maybe you get 30-year level term insurance right before you have kids, and maybe you get some 20-year also and you know, once you have some kids, and then that way you get them through college. And then a lot of your responsibility financially is goes away. And not only that, maybe you've built in a lot of assets and you accumulated, and so you can let maybe half of your insurance slide at 20 years and then the other half go to 30, and then hopefully you're fully self-insured by then. Mm. I believe that if a couple... Um, could be retired together and they have enough money to be retired and we're thumbs up. You can retire anytime. You're green-lighted or they're already retired and they don't need any insurance unless they have a specific um, goal to to behest some monies to someone. Obviously, life insurance is best to give to your 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 non-charitable heirs and you, you know your charitable heirs can benefit from your IRA because the IRA money is tax-free for them. Although there is a law in Georgia that allows for, and I use it and I bought for a period of time while my church had some debt um, and was counting on me. I bought a policy that expires this year um, that I was paying for every year um, and it's tax deductible for me to pay. Now, um, first time the church office got this bill, they were like, what's this bill? Why are you billing us for your insurance? I said, well, it's a gift for me to you and I'm paying for this insurance. You're the owner. I mean, you're the, you're the beneficiary of this insurance in case something happened to me. So you just think about who's counting on you in case. So for a long time there, you know, for, for me, you know, I had some for my mom's in case something happened, you know, I had, I had some that would take care of her. So for you, you just have to think about what's in the situation. Where are you in your life? Who is counting on you? Who's counting Mm. on the money that you're using? Uh, Maybe you have a, a charity that you're really near and dear to your heart, but it's pretty small. And if something happened to you, they'd lose their best donor. Maybe you need to buy some insurance um, in case you're not there to help them out. Maybe you want to leave some of your IRA to them. So you can do that through beneficiary designation. So ultimately, mm-hmm. you're just answering those four questions. If I can't work mm-hmm. because I'm unhealthy, how am I going to get enough to live yeah. and not be, um, you know, and, and not ruin my goals? Because, I mean, one year of disability can ruin 20 years of savings. Yes, it can. Um, so you, you want to make sure that if you have something happen, that your your whole life's 
financial journey is not derailed. Mm -hmm. Then secondly, when you're retired, you don't want the same thing to happen. I mean, do you really want to do everything right until you're 70 and then have it all collapse on you and run out of money and be put a place where you don't have any control over where you are? Um, Or you're the beneficiary of that policy. And so are all your loved ones because they can see that you're being well taken care of. And then life insurance is really for those people that you love and that are financially counting on you uh, when you when you die. And an annuity um, for guaranteed income is insurance for the things we don't know about the future and the peace of mind it provides that knowing that you have enough to come in. Now, I don't think you need annuity for every single dime of money that you have coming in because you probably don't even need it all. Um, but a portion of your money that you need, at least you'd examine Thumbs up, thumbs down. Maybe I do. Maybe I don't. A lot of people are predisposed. They don't like that. They did it, and you know, it didn't work out well. <clears throat> I think it's in part because the people, a large contingent of the people that sell that, they don't have any other investments they can use. So right. you have a hammer. Everything looks like a nail. Um, but for me, most of what I do is investment advisory work, but I keep my life insurance and, and annuity and variable licenses. Yeah. And I do all my continuing education to keep them up so that I can compare. That's a good point. I think because you have to do that. I mean, everybody's either doing that for themselves and they're going to get their insurance somewhere and you hope that it works out. But if you're really doing all your planning in that together, like you said, a hybrid of both, you're going to get the best picture and the best result for whatever that scenario might be, which every scenario is just uniquely different. Yeah. So, so for, I mean, for instance, my, uh, my wife has an annuity for part of what we have. We have one together. My parents have one as their largest asset. Um, for different people, it may resonate for them, and it may be really important that they have exactly what they need. The part of the reason why mm-hmm. you know don't need the, the insurance anymore is that um, you know dad's made it to keep working. He's still working. He's almost eighty, so he was able to work. But what if he wasn't able to work all that time? So again, right. if he wasn't able to work, if if something had happened to me, um, if they hadn't been able to accumulate that money that's guaranteed for their life then maybe I would have needed the life. And now I don't need it. They have enough because I can count on them having enough because they have that uh, that, that annuity payment. Right. So again, there's different things, but at the same time, it's nowhere near my, my largest investment. It's a very small portion of what I do. And it's really to provide peace of mind for my wife because she's worked very, very hard for mm-hmm. uh, all that she's done. She's our chief operations officer. She's part of the reason why I'm successful. Um, she's helped Green Financial be the best we can be. And um, she deserves to not have to worry about the markets and her retirement. Yeah. And so a portion of what she has, she has long-term care insurance. We both do. Um, we have it on her mom. We have it on my parents. Um, it's literally the last thing that we would ever let go. Yeah. I, uh, she has two policies for it because she wants to doubly make sure that she's getting cared for if she needs it. And then on top sure. of that, it's a sure. piece of mind. Now, could we self-insure that? Yeah, we could, but we don't want to. We want to have that peace of mind that if mm-hmm. if we need you know if this comes up and we might have this we might have that we might we got it can't it's handle. there we yeah. got to handle it's there it's there maybe we can end with a story is there a story of a, a time or maybe somebody that you were able to help where insurance really was the life-saving sure. um, component of it all well i'll just say for me uh for my life you know one of the things i've had is the peace of mind that from the beginning of my career in fact the reason why I chose this career when I was 19 um, and hadn't finished college yet and went into this business and was because, you know what, I knew that I'd learn enough from it that I could apply it to my own situation. Mm. So worst case scenario, I learned something I could use in whatever career I went into. Right. Um, and when I went into it, I went into it with a very open mind to learn what I didn't know and to try to analyze everything that might happen in a life's journey. So I had the lesson from my grandmother about long-term care. I, I got long-term care. I applied it to my clients. I learned the lesson of my, um, my father. My father had um, 
uh, his grandfather was very wealthy, but his father was pastor and, and a school teacher, and he died when my dad was very young, and my mm. dad lived in poverty because of that. Mm. Um, and because of the lack of estate planning from his grandfather to make sure that his dad was taken care of, instead of just saying, hey, I'll take care of you, no worries, having the documents to make sure it happened. And then his dad not saving and not having life insurance because he thought he was taken care of by his dad, but the planning wasn't there. So then he didn't have the life insurance. And then my dad ended up at one point in time homeless. Um, and oh my gosh. so I learned that life insurance was very important for the ones you love. And, and on top of that, um, you know, disability. I mean, one of my uncles had, had a full you know, heart transplant way back in the day. And, and, and that caused a lot of uh, struggle for them financially. He had to continue to work um, and truck drive well into when he would have otherwise been retired. And so and me personally, for me, I used a life insurance to build up monies and where they have kind of life insurance. You can invest the money in the stock market and different sub accounts. So I put it in there and then I took it out for different business things and I took, put it back in and I put, took, took it out again uh, for my kids' college and some of their expenses, weddings, and, and unexpected, um, you know, things that were needed. And I, and I continued to use that. Um, even during COVID, when COVID happened, I was able to refuse the government money um, because I had my own plan. Uh, and I didn't want to take from people that really needed it um, that couldn't pay their bills and businesses that couldn't. I refused. They approved me for over a third of a million dollars, and I refused it because I said, you know what? I have my own provision. I'm going to de decline that. My favorite mm -hmm. scene from probably any movie is when, <laughs> when Cinderella Man goes and pays back his dole. Oh, uh, yeah. Pay back. Because you know what? Great scene. Um, that's there for other people that yeah. don't have a plan. Yeah. And so I was able to use that insurance, which is asset protected, and it's there, and it was able to make money tax-free, and I was able to take it out wow. tax-free during the, the COVID and then put it back in when I when I was the emergency was over and the the, the worries were, were were abated and when the storm was over put it back in for the next time we have a storm mm -hmm. so again I've been able to use uh, life insurance uh, the lack of life insurance estate planning the lack of estate planning uh, disability insurance having my own disability insurance having um, you know all these things happen in my life and I could be a, a witness for the peace of mind mm -hmm. that comes from deal with it once yeah and then you've dealt with it Every once in a while, you got to deal with it again. But just like going to the doctor and having those exams that nobody wants, right. you do it. And then you yeah. get the test, and then you're cool. And you have yeah. this wonderful peace of mind that comes from knowing that you have investigated, you made a decision, and you did what you got to do. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I love it, Roger. I, I hope this resonated with everyone listening today. Uh, make sure that you share this, subscribe this. Um, you know, I think there's a board game that's like worst case scenario. And I think about that while we're talking about this because that is how life works. And things come up that are unexpected and they don't match what our expectations or hopes for life should be. But you can make a plan. You can, uh, there is an answer, there is a solution, and it is worth discussing with you, uh, your loved ones, uh, with everyone in your family to figure out what makes the most sense for you when bad things happen. Roger, thanks so much for your time. Uh, great conversation. If folks want to get in touch with you, maybe just uh, give, them, give them how. Sure, sure. <laughs> love to help. We love to help. Uh, both my sons, Andrew and Michael, uh, helped me. Andrew just got his certified financial planning designation. Congratulations. Both of them have a finance degree. and uh, Michael has a master's degree in finance. And, of course, I'm available through rogersgreen.com. And you can call us at 800-275-3101 uh, or 770 
931-1414. Again, rogerscreen.com. We've got articles about these issues, long-term care, um, all, all these issues, life insurance, how much should you have, things like that. We've got all this uh, under your green columns uh, that we've written for the paper, and, and you can look those up for free. All right. You guys have a good day. For a comprehensive review of your personal situation, always consult with a tax or legal advisor. Neither Satera Advisors LLC nor any of its representatives may give legal or tax advice. All investing involves risk, including the possible loss of principal. There is no assurance that any investment strategy will be successful. A diversified portfolio does not ensure a profit or protect against a loss in a declining market. The examples in this podcast are hypothetically only. They do not represent the actual performance of any particular investments. Investments in securities do not offer a fixed rate of return. Principal yield and our share price will fluctuate with changes in market conditions, and when sold or redeemed, you may receive more or less than originally invested. Dollar cost averaging will not guarantee a profit or protect you from loss, but may reduce your average cost per share in a fluctuating market. Thank you for listening to the Your Green Podcast, brought to you by Green Financial Resources.